back to the crossover podcast the show where you get comics pop culture and sports and i am your host matt pierce and i gotta tell you i'm a little upset that uh i assume you read the header on this uh particular podcast and you realize that we will be talking and reviewing and and just talking about the general internet buzz around fox's last entry into the x-men film series dark phoenix instead of talking with Craig about the Toronto Raptors uh, having won an NBA title, which I, I kind of thought was going to happen yesterday. I really did look like it was going to happen, but uh, they biffed it. Uh, one of the weirdest three-minute sequences I've, I've ever seen from both sides uh, in, in an NBA game, let alone in, in Game 5 with a team and a chance to win the series. It, it looked like in the final three minutes of that game, the two teams, one of which was, you know, mere minutes away from potentially winning an NBA championship. It looked like both those teams in the final three minutes were teams that like, like it looked like a a game of, of NBA 2K, but it was being played by people who were playing NBA 2K for the first time. Like, like just a lot of goaltends and a lot of, a lot of like illegal screens and, and dudes just, Missing wide open shots, no one taking timeouts, taking timeouts improperly. It, it was bizarre. Uh, but anyway, uh, hopefully uh, later on this week we'll be back talking a uh, Toronto Raptors NBA championship. But uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Game six is in uh, Golden State. But uh, next best thing, Rob Callflesh is here to talk Dark Phoenix. How's it going, Rob? I'm ecstatic. Ah, see what you did there. There's going to be a lot of that on this podcast. I'll, I'll see myself out. <laughs> no, I say, lean, I say lean into the skid, because that's what they did with Dark Phoenix. So uh, we'll, we'll just lean into the skid right with them. Um, Dark Phoenix. Currently. Attempt to. Yeah, currently 23% on, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's so low from what it should be. Yeah, um, that is criminally low. I mean, it is getting shit on by the internet. Mostly, like, I, it's getting shit on by the internet. Mostly by two factions. These are the factions that are mostly shitting on it. One is the critics, Rob. Yep. Who are going to take a comic book movie that who are just so sick of these comic book movies that they have to watch. And, and like every, every we, we come on and we say this pretty much every damn uh, podcast where we're reviewing these comic book movies. If, if the critics even get a whiff of something even remotely not good in the comic book movies, they're going to shit all over it and be like, uh, you know, one star shit movie. Are we getting superhero fatigue? I hope so. Cause I am sick of watching these movies. Right. And, uh, the other people that are shitting on it, and these ones are, are slightly more vehement, I think, than the uh, than the critics. These would be the people who um, I'm going to refer to as, uh, like, colorfully refer to as the genius at works. Rob? Okay. For, for those of you uh, who did not watch The Simpsons in their glory days, uh, there's a really great episode where they parody... You know, it's the guy going, it's the one nerd guy in uh, asking Homer in the Poochie episode, you know, uh, uh, in, uh, you know, episode two, uh, Itchy, you know, like plays Itchy or Scratchy's ribs like a xylophone and he hits two distinct keys. And uh, I hope someone got fired over that blunder, you know, like those guys uh, with with people picking apart like the fucking timeline of these (laughs) of these X-Men movies. Right. Like, like, it's just. People going in and getting like their gla- their just getting their magnifying glasses out and being like, oh man, oh geez, like it's 1992 in this movie and it's it's 1978 in this movie and it's just oh god and we still got Fassbender's in this one and it's just I, and it's like who cares? Just watch the damn movie. Like I honestly, I'm not here for it all. If you're looking for somebody to complain about the fucking timeline of these movies, go somewhere else. I'm sure they're doing that on 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 some other review podcast. But like my god, the, I the just. Old- the only timeline part that I actually have issue with is mm-hmm. uh, like Magneto, Xavier. They're supposed to be in their sixties or something I at guess, this point, apparently. Like, 
that's like that's not like alternate reality uh like the the the, the original three and then with the events mm-hmm. of days of future past like no that's just the continuity of this actual timeline mm-hmm. so th- they just aged very well i guess that's, yeah, all. that's, that's how you gotta <laughs> look at it like they made fossbender look a little weathered and like here's the thing dark phoenix is going to be the last entrance of, of this thing i think the thing i'm gonna miss most about um like the the kind of like rebooted version of it with with McAvoy and Fossbender is Fossbender looked fucking good wearing that Magneto helmet and that yeah. is a stupid looking helmet and he put that on <laughs> and even in this movie he looked fucking good and I was like you know there's certain scenes where I'm like damn I'm gonna miss watching Fossbender in that helmet because he actually looked good in it which is bizarre because it's, it's true because there's some comic helmet. book things where it's like how how does that translate exactly, to screen like yeah. that's a comic book thing. How do we put that into real life and not make it look mm-hmm. hilariously awful? And it's, but yeah. I, I fully agree. Yeah, uh, it somehow worked on Fossbender. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert, we should say. Spoiler alert for going forth, uh, going forward. If you haven't seen The Dark Phoenix, we're going to be uh, spoiling the fuck out of, out of The Dark Phoenix movie. Um, so here we go. Um, 23% would... Um, Make this, I think, uh, like just going by the tomato meter, um, basically critically and audience wise of the, let me just count them up two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve 10, 12 X-Men move, Fox X-Men movie franchises that exist. That would make Dark Phoenix apparently the worst movie of all of these. And I'm here to tell you that's just simply not true, Rob. Based on that, you got X-Men Origins Wolverine doing, like, the happiest of fucking dances right now. And, like, yeah, X-Men Origins Wolverine is trash. Like, I I, I would go so far as to say, like, if you're trying to figure out the bottom three and perhaps later we'll we'll, we'll do, like, a kind of cursory ranking of all of the X-Men movies from the Fox franchise since this now appears to be over. But, um... I, I still think like Dark Phoenix is is flawed. Uh, it's not great, but it's not bad. It's fine. Twenty three percent. If you're giving a movie twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, Rob, like if I if I'm gonna give a movie twenty three percent, it has to be like out of focus the entire fucking time, <laughs> right? Like I can't like twenty three twenty three. Are you kidding me? This this movie you, had some really good action sequences. You it forgot had... to sit facing the screen. You yeah, sat away. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like, like that that Family Guy joke, right? Where like all this action's happening and Pete at, like at the drive through and Peter's got his car uh, facing the same way. Wow, I can't believe I made a fucking Family Guy. I fucking hate that show. I didn't but, even know that was in Family Guy. <laughs> I think that was honestly that might have been like from the first fucking episode, which I'll defend. Oh, I'll, I'll defend the first like th- I think I'll defend the first like season or two or whatever of Family Guy, like when it when it first came out because they were at least trying. When they came back from uh, from that like three year cancel hiatus or whatever, and ever since then it's it's one of the worst fucking written television shows that's ever existed. But that's a whole other podcast, so I digress. Um, Dark Phoenix. It's okay. Uh, like it, it, it's it's okay. The twenty three percent is trash. Like I said, it's it's people overreacting to this to this weird timeline. Shh, just absolutely trash buzz coming out of the movie. Um, like we mentioned earlier, critics any chance they get a sniff of an even remotely not great comic book movie, um, they just shit all over it. Uh, I mean, it's it's currently semi bombing right now, money wise. Um, they're probably going to hit their budget, but just barely, they got a budget of 200 million. They're at like 140 right now, according to, uh, so they're about 60 behind their budget, but that's probably outdated numbers. Um, so they'll probably get to their budget, but, uh, and it hasn't, it hasn't even been a week yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we've been over a weekend. Um, so yeah, that overseas money they'll probably get, but uh, they're limping. They're going to limp there. That's for sure. Um, so Rob, let me get your overall take on this movie. Uh, I think I'm in the same camp as you. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was watching it, like I'd heard the buzz beforehand on people comparing it or like claiming it to be the worst uh, of all the X-Men movies, like saying it was worse than uh, Origins Wolverine and The Last Stand, yeah. which I, I do think is an insult. <laughs> yeah, that's like... Um, hmm. it. 
agree that it's definitely not without its flaws. There's issues that I had with right at the beginning. With I'm going to go through the the way that I pictured this movie opening. Charles sees a sh- uh, shuttle problems going on in space on on television. Uh, Hank, can we we can go to space, right? Hank was responsible. No, <laughs> the phone <laughs> rings. Charles answers the phone. Yeah. Hi, hello, Mr. President. Smash, like, it's always sunny smash cut, the gang goes to space. That's yeah. basically <laughs> how I saw this movie start. <laughs> and they more or less did that, because it was, it was basically, like, I'll, I'll, here, here's what I'll say. The opening, what, what, the stuff that they did in space, like the actual sequences of them, like, kind of using their powers and stuff in space, pretty cool. I, it was I, cool. But, but like, but... The, the reason for them being in space... In the yeah. first like two minutes of the film, shit was flimsy at best. I got like yeah, definitely, at, definitely flimsy. At best, it was flimsy and already on fire and trying to get through it before it burned up. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, um, it was not great. Oh, yeah. Had had they continued like had they actually done it the way they did, mm-hmm. I think that could have used five to ten minutes of a preamble beforehand mm-hmm. to get them to that point. I just didn't understand. Like, anything. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, uh, because once they got into space, Mm -hmm. um, I had a lot of issues. Like, okay, we're now just assuming the ship can actually go into space. Fine. Yeah. We'll we'll accept that. It's a comic book movie. I'll make a leap. Whatever. Proceed. Yeah. All right. So now Nightcrawler is going to teleport Mm -hmm. uh, Quicksilver over to the uh, the, the spacecraft to rescue the astronauts. Um, there are holes. Uh, how are they breathing right now? Yeah, and they didn't have helmets on, and they made a point to like put a helmet on later on. Yeah, in the scene because like uh, Quicksilver, like they're like we got to go back, and then Quicksilver was like, "All right, but this time you've got to wear a helmet." This like, time we have to make sure you breathe. Okay, great. Nightcrawler can breathe. What about Jean Grey? I guess we're just going to assume the fact that she's got whatever force field around her that she can still breathe. I think I think what we were led to believe, Rob, was that uh, Nightcrawler, or at least the way it was kind of framed to me, was that when Nightcrawler bamfs over with Quicksilver the first time, Quicksilver moves so fast, uh, getting all those guys back that uh, that was negligible. That that well that he hadn't like that um, Nightcrawler hadn't even finished bamfing the first time. and then he gathered everybody up real quick so that by the time he he finished bamfing the first time, they were immediately able to be like, all right, now Banff was back. So it was basically like a quick, like, Banff, Banff. And then in the, like, yeah. two seconds it took me to say Banff, Quicksilver was so fast, he, he gathered everybody. But, you know, that's probably and, me making and, excuses. But I think no, that's No, but that, really that's probably what it's meant to be. It's just, it's hard for that to come across on the screen. True. <laughs> Even that. And also, you made some great points. That's not how space works. <laughs> I realize it's a, I realize it's a, is it like, it's it's a movie where a, a cosmic entity entered entered the yeah. body of an eighteen year old girl with who can you know read people's minds, but you know there's got to be some logic, yeah. right? There's now be a little bit of logic. I will defend them. So the one part uh, with Quicksilver then like going you know super fast and getting everybody, I actually saw a video on Reddit uh, like within the last week where uh, astronauts like if they're just kind of like hanging in space, it's actually very difficult for them to get to a side mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. So having seen that and it's like, all right, so what are they doing here? It's like, I actually saw Quicksilver like touching like the, the seats and all that to, to push him forward, to propel yeah. him forward. So I'm like, all right, that's, that's at least a, a nice little attention to detail there. Yeah, he was in space, so he was literally, it literally just seemed like he was unbuckling their straps and then giving them like a like a little tap. And yeah. since they're in space, they were going to go backwards, right? Because yeah, exactly, you know, they're in space. So like, I mean, there there was some thought kind of put there, but like, it was kind of a cool sequence. I like that. And then when he was, it like, was. You know, Gene can do it. It was it's fun. just like the, it's just the reasons for it all are super yeah. flimsy. Yeah, the the act here like. The action and, sequences, I think, in this movie are, are like, basically... If they're the very mutants, well done. Yeah, if the mutants are using their powers, and we're watching guy, you know, and we're, we're having alien dudes get shot, and we're having alien dudes fight back and stuff, it's a pretty enjoyable experience, yeah. right? Like, you're like, uh, like, the fight on the train at the end was really yeah. cool, with, like, everybody doing, uh, do, you know, everybody utilizing, like, actually fucking utilizing their mutant powers and, like, this cool kind of teamwork persona on top of this, like 
cool train heist, like prison train type thing. Like that was cool as shit. Like here's the thing, it, and I've said this a few times on this pod. If you, even if you watch like the shittiest movie possible, if you can't find at least like one fucking thing that you liked about that movie, you're probably a pretty fucking miserable person. Yeah. And you, if you hated this movie, I you would that means you would also have to have hated the soundtrack. Yeah. Hans Zimmer did an awesome job with the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack was excellent. Everybody was bigging up the soundtrack on 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 the internet, and like the performances aren't bad at all. Like yeah. I don't think there was anybody other than like, <laughs> like you could tell. Uh, spoiler alert: uh, <laughs> Mystique Mystique dies in this movie, and I I liken that to um, Harrison Ford and Han Solo. Yeah, like like, like I want out. Yeah, like Jennifer Lawrence, like you could actually see her like smiling the entire time she's shooting this death scene because she's just so happy. She's like, oh, thank God. I don't have to put on this blue fucking makeup anymore. I'm so happy. It's just like, oh, God, it was fucking hilarious. But like, like the problems with this movie are like they're not legion i would say they're basically the action sequences are great the music is great the performances are pretty great given what they were to work with there's just like a couple of tweaks here and there i don't understand like first off like jessica chastain fine like she she was she was fine in this movie fine bordering on pretty cool but like she she was uh buck right or buck Buck, yeah or buck or whatever like you can't uh i definitely had to find it out on the internet because i heard it in the movie i'm like did, oh yeah. Did I did I hear it? I miss. I don't I know. Think it doesn't they matter. They said it once, and they only said it once in a subtitle, right? Which lets you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Oh, that's right. It was the. I missed it when they said it, and yeah. then it was in the subtitle. Like, oh, that's what it was. On, that's honestly, what I heard. Honestly, you could have pulled them right out of the movie, Rob. Like, yeah. Like I agree. Why were they there? Why was the focus they, not on? They just were being there. Phoenix, and then they were there to just kind of. I think they were there stop. for a similar reason in Suicide Squad. Why you had to have the putties? Yeah. Because yeah. when it came to the end, and they needed to kill a bunch of people, they couldn't be human. That's an excellent. Uh, com- that, that's a, that's an excellent. Because honestly, this movie is more Suicide Squad than anything else, isn't it, Rob? Like, yeah. It's it's a movie where it's like. I like I, I I definitely acquaint this to to Suicide Squad because I, I Suicide Squad and I'm sorry Rob this will be like the 900th time you've heard me <laughs> make this rant but for anyone who's what? listening to the podcast the first time, um, the th- like the thing that irritates me about Suicide Squad the most well a I I fucking love the source material and b if if we tweak the third act of Suicide Squad just a little bit we have a good fucking movie there. Right. Like like it, it, it like Suicide Squad upsets me more than anything comic book movie related, I think, because you could have uh, like, again, great source material, love those characters. And it just it could have been good. They left gold on the table is my problem with Suicide Squad. They just needed to clean up the third act a little bit because like, Suicide Squad, the first 45 minutes are funny, are fun as hell. Like you're watching an actual good movie. I've then, lost count at how many times I've watched the first 40 minutes and then just oh, yeah. left the rest on in the exactly. background. It's the second they get on that plane to go yep. do the Suicide Squad mission. The second they get on the plane, the movie is fucked. Right, like the the movie's absolutely fucked. The second, and it's not Katana's fault because I don't like she shouldn't have even been in the movie. And I fucking love that character in the comic books too. But like the second the guy goes like this is Katana, the movie's like Suicide Squad's fucked. This movie is basically like any plot kind of with the aliens is fucked. They just they just didn't really need it, like. It was kind of it was a complete waste of Jessica Chastain. They didn't really need her. We didn't the 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 Dabari or uh, don't really need to be. I didn't in this. know it, it from should just have been the Phoenix in my from mind. the trailers. Okay. I don't remember if I knew they were going to be in it. I just remember when I was watching yeah. it. It's like all right, uh, Jean Grey has mm-hmm. the uh, this space entity. Uh, in her now and is you know uh, amplifying her powers and then it's like I see these three lights off in the in the night sky I'm like oh I guess aliens are also going to be joining the party in this movie mm-hmm. okay I didn't know that <laughs> yeah it was it's it, it definitely that it, it was definitely well actually I'll, I'll get into what I think was the worst part of the movie which is just a single line that they could have easily taken out of the movie completely um, but 
yeah, it's just you didn't need any of the. It should have just completely focused on Sophie Turner and being the Phoenix and kept it with uh, yep. Fossbender and and dipped a bit more into her and Cyclops being closer. I think this Cyclops. movie could have benefited from an R rating. Possibly, I don't know but if that's necessary if they, though. But doing that was really only to take mm-hmm. uh, like the action sequences and mm-hmm. the language uh, a little further. True. Um, I don't know what was this rated. I'm assuming it was just PG. I, I saw PG. They, they use their but, one f bomb, right? So I'm yeah. using PG thirteen. <laughs> Actually, so just since you brought that scene up, yeah. Um, I couldn't tell when it went through. I was like, wait, did Magneto just say shit? And then yeah. like less than three seconds later, it's like, oh, Cyclops definitely just said fucking. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I caught like, oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm so desensitized to to language. <laughs> I, it doesn't register to me. I, sometimes I remember, I was like, wait, did I hear that right? What's the rating of this movie? Because... Yeah, well, you get your one F bomb PG thirteen, yeah. right? Yeah, so so they use their one F bomb and like used to great effect in in X Men First Class, right? Oh, Which, beautifully you know, done. Yeah, with the, <laughs> just fucking. Hi, I'm Charles Xavier. Are you Logan? Go fuck, fuck yourself. off. <laughs> yeah, just go, just go. Used to great success. Uh, that'd be a, another good pot as uh, ranking all the best uses of the one fuck you get in a PG thirteen movie because the two that come to mind off the top of my dome are first class and of course in Spaceballs when he goes fuck <laughs> in the future nothing works right like just brilliant right they're like we get one f bomb and we're gonna wait till the exact right moment to use it and they did it was brilliant um I mean the other thing like so yeah the big like I said the biggest problem to me. I felt like the bad guys were completely unnecessary. They should have just scrapped that whole project and or they, they should have just scrapped the whole, uh, uh, Dabari plot line with the, uh, with, with the aliens completely unnecessary. And then just zeroed in and focused on, uh, on the Phoenix and stuff. Cause like, you could still keep all that. She, she, uh, accidentally kills Raven under the influence of the, uh, of the what of whatnot, and then Magneto's out for revenge, and Magneto's got his thing, and and, and I, like I really like that stuff. Some of that stuff was a little bit rushed. Like I saw people being like, "Oh my god, Fassbender!" Like just flip flops in between each scene, and I'm like, "Well, that's completely unfair, even by this movie's standards, which is yeah. you know poorly written." But that I think is unfair because they have spent three other movies establishing these guys, and yeah. when I was watching the film, Rob, I didn't feel. As if the choices that Fassbender's Magneto made in this movie were off the like off the wall. I nope. thought that they were or, or out of left field or anything like that. I thought they made perfect sense. He was like, I definitely feel they were yeah. in line with the character. The one yeah. caveat to it is, mm-hmm. I forgot X Men Apocalypse existed. Yeah, <laughs> as so you part, should. So, so crap, part of man. it was when the movie started. It's like, huh. Sophie Turner's in this, so thinking back to Game of Thrones, like I can really use a previously on right now yeah. <laughs> to remember at what point things are at. Because to me, uh, I remember like I remembered First Class, I remember Days of Future Past, yeah, the ones, and then it's right, like, yeah. wait, and then it's Dark Phoenix. No, this was the fourth one. Oh, right, Apocalypse happened. Yeah, I don't really remember. Like I remember bits and pieces, mm-hmm. but any sort of character growth or not um i don't necessarily recall uh so like i don't remember like what state magneto was in afterwards other than him being one of the four horsemen and you know probably should have been exiled from the planet (laughs) kind of thing if i can uh, pull if i can pull out of the deep recesses of my brain because i only watched apocalypse once in the theaters and it was to review it for this podcast which it's going to be the same thing with this dark phoenix movie most likely I believe Magneto's thing was his new family got killed and then he joined um, Apocalypse. Oh, that's right. Right. That, and, so the one scene that I'm thinking of yeah. that was really awesome was in that movie when he had the uh, the necklace. Yeah. Yeah. And he was killing everybody with the necklace. Yeah. yeah that okay. Was kind of in, the, in the woods, right? I yeah, forgot that was in Apocalypse. From. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, again, Apocalypse is a complete piece of crap. But, like, if you can't find at least one thing you like about a movie, right? Yeah. You're not fucking trying. And uh, I think his arc in that movie was, I'm, I'm sad. My family's gone. My family's gone. My family's gone. And then, you know, we, we know that um, Quicksilver is his son, right? But and, they don't resolve that. Yeah, and Quicksilver. <laughs> yeah, Quicksilver is to tell oh. him, "Hey, I'm actually your son," and he didn't because 
reasons, and the reason for that one was it was a poorly written movie, much poorly written than, than this than this Dark Phoenix movie, I think. And then um, they just ignore it entirely in this yeah, one. And then, yeah, and then they just... <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's been another ten years or something. Yeah, the other thing they completely ignored in this movie was that Sophie Turner's Jean Grey actually accessed the Phoenix power at the end of... Uh, yes. At the end of Apocalypse, right? Which I was okay with them hand-waving that because I, yeah. I didn't like it when they did it in X2. And I, well, def- and I certainly didn't like it when they did it in X-Men Apocalypse where they just, like say like oh Jean Grey just concentrates real hard and she manifests the phoenix form and I'm like well that's very Deus well, Ex Machina here's, right? here's my question for you because I don't recall from when I watched it and I didn't see anything online to necessarily prove me otherwise do they actually call the entity that like, goes into Jean Grey the phoenix force or no. phoenix in any way they, Not- it's just some cosmic uh, entity that's yeah. like you know creation <laughs> yeah the, the only th- yeah the only thing we have is um at the at, at the end of the movie when she does the thing where she she is ab- absorbing all of the uh when she she does her big i'm gonna sacrifice myself and fly off into the sun or fly off into space thing yeah. where everybody thinks she's dead the the power manifests itself into the shape of the of the fiery bird that is the phoenix and then the end of the movie like the very last scene we see is the is the the car of the uh, of, of, <laughs> yeah. of it being in space uh, or it being in the sky over top of uh, yeah. Magneto and Charles playing chess. The other thing we have, and this I think was my least favorite part of the movie. I think that this was so th- th- this was my least favorite part of the movie. This is the thing that the, the, like this is the type of thing that pisses me off is this unnecessary expositiony stupid whatever you whatever friggin' uh, adjective you want to use to describe it. But the worst moment in this entire, uh, and, and, like, I think that the best moment of the entire movie and the worst moment of the entire movie happen in the exact same scene um, and pretty much back to fucking back <laughs> within two seconds of each other. And the best moment of the entire movie, uh, Rob, to me, is, because uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the dessert first. Uh, the, be- the best moment of the entire movie, and this is just Matt Pierce's opinion. The suspense is killing me. <laughs> is when they're doing the party. Like, like basically the X-Men have saved the world at the beginning of the movie and they're getting all this great recognition and they're like, this is great. We're, you know, the president loves us and I'm accepting awards and all this stuff's happening. All the kids of, uh, like, uh, uh, fucking the, uh, professor Xavier school for the gifted youngsters. They're all in the woods outside of the thing, having like a, a rave party, fucking, uh, dazed and confused style. And Dazzler is there. Oh, uh, that's that's one of my notes is to talk yeah. about Dazzler being in there. Yeah, that's that the best part. Fucking thumbs up. I was like, oh, fucking Dazzler. She didn't get any lines, but she was like pseudo singing and using her yeah. crazy Dazzler powers to create like psychedelic fireworks. And they put her in like the the they gave her like the fucking gem and the holograms. Fucking yeah. Uh, uh, eye makeup like Patty Smythe from Scandal, just shooting at the walls of heartache. Right? You know, just, <laughs> just gave her that. And then I'm like, I. I go i go from the highest i was during the entire movie rob to the fucking <laughs> lowest two seconds later when it shows uh sophie turner and ty sheridan walking there participating in the party and ty sheridan goes this is the worst moment in the entire movie and you can just take this line and pull it out of the fucking movie because it's so unnecessary is he goes you hear what they're calling you the phoenix because <laughs> you, know, you rose from the ashes and it was just like oh my god as if you left that line i cannot believe that line made the final cut because it had nothing to do with anything he just it was just uh, like it was like the one and only way they felt they could get the word phoenix somewhere in the fucking movie and it's like oh well, my god did, so did they need to meet their quota i was like they said the title roll credits <laughs> exactly right god that was on yeah, that that whatever that line was where he goes oh gee because he he tries to deliver it with such uh like pathos too where he's like oh do you hear did you hear what they're calling you and yeah. she's like what the phoenix because yeah. you know <laughs> you, you rose from the dead like like the fiery bird and i was just like jesus christ how did i like i was on top of the world two seconds ago dazzler was there stuff was happening and then that line like kicked it, me in the like it would have it would have played out better if anybody else at the party would have been like the phoenix is here yeah and then just went on with their day. <laughs> yeah, 
like what a what a what a gut punch that was from <laughs> like that was just yeah. a gut punch of a line. And then after that, like I mean, I, I would say that line was my least favorite part of the movie. And then structure wise, I would say, like it, it's not really like a three act structure, Rob. It's like it's like there was a first act and then. Oh. The, the second and third act were basically it was basically there was a first act and then they combined the second act with the third act to basically make it one like really long third act basically so it was like it was basically like a half an hour long first act and then a one and a half hour long third act i wonder if those reshoots were the uh result I, I, of that yeah, because apparently uh, they needed to reshoot a bunch of stuff due to it being similar to Captain Marvel. Yeah, for, they, for they, the ending. Yeah, I heard. I heard there were, there were some rumors floating around that it was like that. Because I mean, they definitely tried to go female power uh, in this one. Yeah. Which you know, cool. That's um, fine. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't quite get there, but uh, you know, it, more, it more often than not, I like the female characters more than the male characters. I I agree because like I think the most offensive moment in the movie, and then uh, I didn't think this was bad writing or anything. I think it was just offensive from the comic book uh, fans' perspective. Is when uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, there, there's one point where they're like, okay, Magneto's gonna be going to try to kill Jean Grey. So we, if we're going there, we're expecting a fight. Storm, you stay here. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> she controls the weather. <laughs> like, she's the most powerful one. I think. Like, it's like, what are we talking about? Like, like honestly, the three most powerful. Uh, they, they did quick. I think they did quickly try to write themselves out of that by like, no, 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 no. I just don't want to have to ask you to, to like, you know, help out and all that. And then Cyclops turns around and was like, fuck it, help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and Cyclops literally has that line where he goes, you fucking kidding me? She controls the weather. You're coming, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, suit up. Arguably in the comic books, you, like you, there's an argument to be made that uh, the three most powerful mutants in the comic books are all women. And off the top of my dome, you would say Scarlet Witch uh gene gray and storm right like for god's sake so yes take storm with you i don't know what the fuck that was um and she gets to really cut loose with the uh the lightning uh, yeah that was sequence. so that was uh that was nice to see. That, that end sequence is great i don't i don't like like as as like slightly sloppy as we as we are getting there that fight stuff on the train was fun as hell with like even the like military guys like perforating all of the alien dudes with the with the yeah. guns and stuff and then they, they, like, they were a little yeah. inconsistent whether or not the Dabari uh, were like so do bullets hurt them or not well it like, seemed, what, what's the part that they have to hit for it to succeed <laughs> yeah it seemed like it, it seemed like if you shot them with the really big guns it would work but if you just use the pistols and the uh like like it had to be mounted it had to be a <laughs> mounted cannon in yeah. order for them to be like and even then you had to like really like fire it but like there's the bit where like magneto takes like all the assault rifles and and pistols and stuff and yeah. it's just like while it ended up being ineffective it's like yeah. That's a pretty cool scene. Yeah, that was a cool <laughs> shot with Magneto just being like, all right, I'm just going to take all these guns and it's shoot like, them at you. And it's like, like, I'm sorry, yeah. I, I know this isn't going to work, but it still looks awesome at the he's, time. And he's, like, and he's like, might work. <laughs> he's like, oh, I, got, I got nothing to lose by doing it, so I might yeah. as well just make, do this cool thing. Uh, yeah, so that, that sequence of the train, this is good stuff. Um, well, I mean... Is there anything uh, you liked about this movie that we haven't discussed, Rob, since, you know, we've been bagging on it a little bit more than I thought we would? Let me double check back to my... Oh, uh, I did enjoy uh, Nightcrawler mm-hmm. finally, like, losing his shit and yes. going, uh, and, and really cutting loose with the uh, teleporting all over the place and being vicious about it. Yeah, like, do you, and he <laughs> and this like... is And this is where it comes back to... Uh, or this is another instance where it goes back to like I think it could have benefited from a higher uh, rating, like uh, an R rating mm-hmm. or, or something. I don't know what the ratings is like PG thirteen and then R I assume. Yeah. Uh, because then you know it would have been like okay he's neutralized this one, mm-hmm. off we go. It could have been a lot more brutal. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah I did. I like that. Uh, scroll through my notes. Oh, like when you mentioned the uh, 
so with the train sequence, mm-hmm. when uh, the Dark Phoenix was uh, rising above and then like uh, rising above and lifting the train off the tracks and like spinning all that, it's like yeah. that actually looked really good. Like it they did a really, yeah. really good job with all the CG uh, with the with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I, th- yeah, I mean, I really, in, ge- in general, like the, they did a yeah. really good job. But I thought they did a particularly great job with um, having the the Phoenix or Dark Phoenix power um, displayed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I like that the way it, it, it felt very cosmic-y, and I kind of liked it. Yeah. But I mean, like, and I can see even with what made the final cut, I can see the, the similarities with the Dark Phoenix and Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And just yeah, the way it, 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 it comes off. But uh, who gives a shit? Yeah, they, I, they <laughs> fucking Marvel had their fucking formula that they followed. Yeah, they, they probably should have just went for it. Is what I'm yeah. thinking. It's just, be, because with that, the one argument that I saw is like, okay, we don't want it to be like Captain Marvel. We just did that recently. Mm-hmm. Dark Phoenix starts essentially snapping people. Yeah, like people were starting to turn to to dust or like turn to ash. Which, again, going back to the R rating, I wanted to see something like that much earlier on. Yeah. Essentially, when uh, Raven or Mystique, whatever you want to call her, when she dies, I, one, don't think it should have been spoiled in the trailers. <laughs> Honestly, I felt it, like that was it, in... It lost a lot contract. of the effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I felt like that was in her contract. She's like, you make sure everybody knows I died. There were there were a couple of promos where it looked like she was going to get the Cyclops treatment from Last Stand. Ooh, that was just, one of my other notes that I wrote down. It's like going to be I done le- off screen. Yeah. I legitimately was waiting, not for Mystique to die off screen, for Cyclops to die off screen. Just yeah. because of Last Stand. I'm like... <laughs> Is he gonna die off screen again? <laughs> oh man! Well, it's funny because I had I had uh, Craig and I were talking uh, uh, talking Raptors last week, and it was uh, Raptors and Bachelorette last week. Go back and check oh. that out, please. Um, and uh, I asked him, you know, I was saying, oh, we'll probably talk Dark Phoenix, and I asked him, have you seen any uh, uh, of the latest X Men movies? And he goes, no, I refuse to watch any more X Men movies since they killed Cyclops off screen <laughs> thirteen years ago. So there's like another nine movies. He's just completely just. Oh my god, it w- it was thirteen years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and I basically told him, I'm like, well, you should probably watch Logan because it's really good, and you don't need to watch any of the other ones to catch up, and you should probably watch first class because those are two actual fucking good movies right um man uh yeah honestly like i'd go so far as to say like i mean 23 percent you give a movie 23 percent on rotten tomatoes because they have like the pacing is kind of off and like i don't know that's a bit of an overreaction to me this this movie should be sitting i think in like like 70 73 72 tops i think rob what, what say you uh the audience score is 64 which i think is slightly more accurate than the tomato meter yeah it's just... so so you're saying it tops out at 72 i would say yeah. i would say 66 give or okay. take six yeah so so i'm i'm being a little bit more generous than you but like that's well, your your top end yeah. tops out where mine does. <laughs> yeah, like the pa- so my the, range would be sixty to seventy two. Yeah, so, like yeah. the pacing's a little off. It's like it's a C minus, right? That's what yeah. that's what like a sixty, like a or like a D plus C minus type of range. Although D D plus is a little. Yeah. If, a little if, it, if it comes down to the voting, like I give it six and a half Phoenix Downs yeah. out of ten. Yeah, it's like <laughs> fucking. That's not bad. I mean, like fucking. Like the worst movie I've ever taken money out of my pocket and slapped down on the table and been like, like there's only one movie I've ever yeah. seen in the theaters that I am actively trying to get my money back for. And it's, um, and this isn't even close to that. And it's Shyamalan's last airbender. And like, there you're trying to tell me that this movie was like, is, I don't know, 15 percentage points better than, than the last airbender which is a colossal mistake on like all levels in terms of like acting, storytelling and, and pacing and, and just what you're trying to do. It's just like, 
this movie is just a little bit off pace. Right? Well, like, even like, comparing it within the franchise, you're saying yeah. this is 14 percent lower than Origins Wolverine, no. which or, or, or like that alone, like I can, I can, I will concede arguments that there are pros and cons to you know whether or not this is better or worse than the Last Stand. I do think it's better than the Last Stand, I but agree. I can see at least there can be arguments towards it. However, I I refuse to believe this is worse than X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> no, it I, I agree. I got I've got I I God, I I don't even think it's in the bottom 3 if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't think, think I would put it there I, either. I think but... you mentioned it. I think Origins Wolverine is worse. I think X-Men Last Stand is worse. Oh. And I think Apocalypse is worse. I really do. I think. I oh, think, I think, <laughs> see, I already forgot right? that was a movie again. <laughs> I, think, I think Apocalypse is worse than this. I, yes, I, really, I agree. Really do. Now I refuse to watch the Deadpool movies, but that's just me. So I'm I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna even begin to touch that. But I assume they're at least better than the Dark Phoenix. Um, uh, yeah, and then my top three, you know, re- again, removing the Deadpools, I would say, it, and this is in no particular order, but I think uh, First Class, Logan, and X2 are the uh, are probably the top three of uh, of yeah. the the Fox X Men franchise. I don't I don't know if you want to push back on on me or, or with the, uh, the the only one other one that could be a contender is I think Days of Future Past. Yeah, I which. People so shot on, on that when it came out, remember? Yeah. And and it has aged. Days of Future Past has aged I, really I well. enjoyed it that one since it came yeah. out. <laughs> but yeah, I saw it in the theaters and nope. I was like, I like this. Here, here's yeah. what I didn't like and what I didn't like far outweigh, far, was like far and away less than what I loved. I, I thought Days of Future Past was a lot of fun. Um, and like the, the thing, remember the thing people shit on with Days of Future Past was that the focus was on uh, Logan. Right, yeah. like Logan was the guy who went back in time, and not like Kitty Pride, because Kitty Pride was the one who went back in uh, in the comic books. And they're yeah. like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Well, that's easily explained by the fact that you're paying uh, Hugh Jackman all that fucking money, so you're going <laughs> to give him the most screen time." Like, come on, what the fuck are we talking about here? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Days of Future Past is is a is a is a good movie, and people shat on that when it came out, and you know for for various stupid reasons i i think it, it also just yeah. dawned to me that Tyrion lannister is in that movie yes he is in that movie <laughs> yeah uh and you know what here's something i'll say rob and this is kind of the dirty little secret of this whole like the, the like the 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 looming the, the thing that looms large over this dark phoenix movie that has really nothing to do with the actual production of the movie and and this might be hot takey and i'm gonna definitely get blowback on this on the internet but i'm gonna fucking say it and it's gonna and, and it's it's true and people aren't gonna like it, but they're just gonna have to face it. The Chris Claremont '90s run of the Dark Phoenix saga in the comic books is so massively overrated, and quite frankly, I don't think it's very good. And I don't like, and I I think it I think it slows down and ruined the uh, X-Men in the 90s when they had some really good shit going on and they had that animated series and everything was, was, was they were basically one of the hottest properties in comic books. I think this space crap complete like like when they started putting the x-men in space and they're fighting with like the shiar empire and the phoenix is coming along and the fantastic four get involved and the silver server get involved and it's like what the fuck are the x-men doing in space like this is supposed to be a comic book about well, the president like, called oh i guess <laughs> yeah well played right yeah, i guess the president called so they got just the x-men being in space has never been appealing to me because like it's 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 a meant to be about prejudices right so why like like it's it's about to be about prejudice Ma- uh, magneto is supposed to be an amalgamation of malcolm x and professor x is supposed to be an amalgamation of martin luther king and like you know they got the brotherhood and then the the friends of humanity are supposed to be like the kkk and the people who want mutants gone and it's just it's all it's all analogous it's all relatable it's all excellent there, there's there's a character who exists in the x-men universe that you like at least one no matter who you are that you can fucking relate to and you can latch on to and you can be like that's my guy or girl and i i fucking love that person and i love watching them do stuff in the x-men and then they do this this stupid run 
where they go into space and Jean Grey becomes a, a weird space god. It's it's not good, you guys. The 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 Phoenix Saga is one of I think the most massively overrated like comic book series that exists, and I think it has been an anchor around the waist of this particular uh, uh, like ever ever since that that run came out. It, it's been an, an, an anchor around the storytelling that exists within this, and you see it in these movies, like like the like fucking Last Stand was so bad where they tried to do the Phoenix in that that they had to reboot the entire fucking franchise, and now Dark Phoenix is so bad that I guess, you know, I think, you know, we've discussed quite unfairly, but Dark Phoenix is, is getting so much shit that it, we're going to, we're basically, you're done here with the X-Men movies from Fox, right? And, and oh, well, now, now that the, that Marvel owns the property again for the, for the movies, Mar- yeah, so, it's just like, okay, well, that was that one timeline that no longer matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, no, they're going to, and they will be, well, like maybe they want to bring in some of the actors and actresses or whatever back, but uh, like maybe Hugh Jackman is, is back as Wolverine, although he is, you know, he, he is, you know, Rita, he, Logan. I find it hard to believe song. that anybody else could play that role. Yeah, I mean. Like, those are some big shoes to fill. Oh, I agree, and, but and you said the, the same and thing. The, and the first hand wave to mm-hmm. it, for the next person that plays it, uh, the character yeah. is, hey, it's a different timeline. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't um, matter. Different timeline. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, we said the we've said the same thing about the Joker. Yeah. No less than four times, right? And the only time we've really been wrong is Jared Leto. And I'm not a Jared Leto fan, but I don't think it was his fault for that his Joker didn't work. I like that they tried to be crazy with him. And quite frankly, all of his best scenes were cut from that fucking movie, right? Like when you watch the... Yeah, I've never seen those. I'm still very interested in seeing what those you, cut scenes are. You should watch some of them because I think like my favorite scene in that Suicide Squad movie might have been a cut scene. I, I won't go into details. I'll, I'll describe it to you off thing. But there, there's like date night with Harley Quinn and Joker on... Uh, uh, on I think it's on YouTube, so it's it's okay. easily accessible. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, because initially we were like, because you know, remember the internet shot on uh, fucking Heath Ledger back? Oh, in the they day, sh- right? they shit on hard, hard, right? And and I like I remember, boy, were they wrong? Yeah, oh god, I remember that casting came out, and I was just kind of this was as far as I thought it through, where I was like. It was like, you know, Chris Nolan has cast Heath Ledger as the Joker. And I went, huh, the guy from 10 Things I Hate About You with the thick Australian accent? Gotta say, I don't see it. And then the first trailer came out and we heard his voice and the laugh. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so in. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am so in. Yes, please. And then it ended up, you know, it's basically the Joker with which all Jokers are compared these days. Yep. And, you know, then they started making the, uh, and you know, like, we had the Medellin corollary on this podcast, which states, you know, you know, you watch a trailer, you know, beware because you can make a trailer for it. You can take the shittiest piece of shit movie and still cut a good trailer to it. But man, that Joaquin Phoenix Joker trailer, <laughs> I was like, I didn't even want this movie. I didn't want a Joker origin movie because I don't think it should exist. <laughs> I don't think like the Joker should just be this, this, this insane madness tornado that just sweeps through Gotham and destroys things. There shouldn't be any rhyme or reason to why he, he does things. He should just exist. He's just the Joker who cares why he does these things. He's, he's an agent of chaos. And then I saw, saw that trailer, trailer and I was like, Oh man, are they, I was like, they were already going to get my 12 bucks Rob. But like, <laughs> I just saw that trailer and I was like, God damn it, man, <laughs> that might be one of the best movies that comes out this year. And I'm, and fingers crossed it is. But yeah, like eventually they'll have to replace Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but uh, we'll get over it. And hopefully they. Uh... Well, that or is like you know what Wolverine's done. We're focusing solely on X twenty three now. Or something, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like I, I doubt they'll be able to resist uh, putting Wolverine. Oh into yeah, to the, the MCU at some point because it's just it. A few years will go by. I'm like, uh, fuck it, we got to do this. It's yeah, easy money. Exactly, because it also lends itself so well to a fucking. Um, and credit sequence, right? Like, oh, yeah. what, like you just you just have a bunch of people in a bar, and then like fucking I don't know, Sam Jackson walks up to somebody and goes, "Hey, are you who I think I am, and or who I think you are, and you're something, right?" And then 
you know, eventually, you know, you have a little back and forth, you have a little two second back and forth, and then you just hear the snicked, right? And, yeah. and like the thing well, <laughs> come out of the fucking dude's hands, and it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Right? Well, along like, those same lines, it's like you could even have fun with it, is yeah. because they did it in one of the possibly multiple ones, but at least one of the movies where he only brings out the middle claw. So like, mm-hmm. you know, to raise the finger, oh, you could just have that. And so you can just have any random hand and a, a middle claw come out. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. you don't even need to have a, an actor for it yet. Yeah. That would just be the move though, is to have it just go snicked. Right. Yeah. And then, and then we'll be like, Oh, right. <laughs> And then yeah. it'll be like, oh my god! A few months later, we'll get so, you know Wolverine will be in the MCU, and we'll be so happy. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Dark Phoenix. I, I mean, like, I mean, we 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 pretty much covered it, right? Like, it's not shit. It's not twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's not. Yeah, it's uh, not good. The, it's the not only a thing... good movie, but it's not the trash that they're complaining it to be. I know I brought it up a number of times, but just. Yeah. One more point towards going back to so like you know sure. an R rating, um, the scene where Magneto and company are going in to kill uh, Jean Grey, mm-hmm. um, uh, ignoring the unnecessary bringing up the uh, the train to block the path and all that. Mm-hmm. Once that happens and uh, Magneto's now face to face with Jean Grey slash Dark Phoenix, yeah, um, and. He tries to uh, to kill her, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, this is how you kill somebody. Yeah. And she starts crushing his helmet yes. on his head. The R rating would have been like, and because knowing this is the mm-hmm. end of the, fr- like, I say the end of the franchise, but like, this is the end of the Fox version of it. Yeah. Kill Magneto. Yeah. Crush his skull right there. Could have been about, the problem is if she does that, there's no... Oh yeah, yeah. yeah later, later, later on in Act Three, he's not there and all that. That too. Also, but then you got to like, do something the else. Redeeming arc of you can't have Jean Grey. Like, like you can say that the the uh, the when she killed Mystique, yeah. that it was she can't control her powers. It was an accident. The the Phoenix has control over her. That whole thing. If she just willingly crushes Magneto's oh. skull <laughs> like a grape, you oh, can't, you there's can't no then question have her do that the, somebody. Yeah that's capable of writing would need yeah. to write their way out of this. Uh, yeah, that you, is not me. <laughs> I am not a like, writer. Yeah. I can write code. <laughs> you can't have her crush Magneto's head like a grape and then have her go, I've got to protect my family. <laughs> Later on in the movie, you like, well, you just cut like Magneto, you just crushed his head like a grape. You can't yeah. do that. That scene was like pretty cool. Like that was an actual scene though. When she oh, was like, let me show you true power. And then when she like, made charles like walk up the stairs and it was all awkward and creepy i'm like this is i'm like this is something here this is yeah i'm like how are people i remember during that moment being like how are people shitting on this like this is this is actual stuff happening right here right now in this scene based on and and it's based on the stuff that they've established in four movies prior right like with relationship they've established in four movies prior like this is something this is something that is happening right now now it's weird that jessica chastain who's a barely established anything was standing there pretty much doing nothing in that scene other than being like do it (laughs) but who doesn't like a palpatine yeah she's basically (laughs) palpatining it the entire time just going do it right but it was it just you know it was it, like that there, there were there were moments of brilliance in this film highlighted by by some really bad lines i would say <laughs> yeah. like i just i i can't i keep coming back to the to the uh to the suicide squad comparison where it's just like they i feel like they left some gold on the table and with if just yeah. one more draft right one more draft and they would have had a real fucking good they they would add an actual fucking good movie on their hands to go out on i think Ooh, I did remember one other thing. Yeah, throw it up. The 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 ending. Mm-hmm. It was a very nice ending with uh, yes. uh, Xavier retiring mm-hmm. from the school and mm-hmm. doing whatever, and then uh, Eric showing up to have a game of chess with yes, him. That was pretty good. Uh, at the end, and basically flipping the role of mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know wanting to save mm-hmm. uh, their now friend. Yeah. I, I I will go say and say I'll go ahead and say I think the worst part about um losing the 
uh, and it, it, it may not come to pass, but I, th- I think the worst part for me about losing these, uh, about Disney now owning the rights, is that we're going to lose a lot of these particular actors and actresses in these particular parts, like specifically Fassbender and McAvoy. I really enjoy Fassbender and McAvoy. There's uh, been two franchises of the X-Men yeah. that have perfectly nailed mm-hmm. uh, Xavier and Magneto. Yes. When they go for their round three of it, yeah, the the bar is high. Bar is high, yeah. Like, but you know, we, it, it's the same there's other characters where the bar is sitting on the ground. Like, if you mm-hmm. fall over it, you literally don't lift your feet, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. This bar for those two characters is quite high. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just losing some of these particular actors, I think, is gonna be is gonna be the worst part of it. And maybe we don't. Maybe they like, convince them to come yeah. over, and they're just like Earth Two, sort of a thing, right? Um, and now, and these are our well, it's an alternate reality. Who's to say they're not the same? Exactly. <laughs> you can easily comic book your way out of that one, right? It's, <laughs> it's so easy because like there's already talks of like, and I hope they're not true, but there's already talks of like Ryan Reynolds getting involved in the MCU, and that's the sort of thing that makes me go kill me now. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I have to watch a fucking Deadpool movie to keep up with uh, the MCU, I will be just, I won't be happy. I just won't be happy. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Nightcrawler having maybe the best kill in the entire movie. In a movie filled with, honestly, pretty good kills. He Are you had... referring to the train? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> when he bamfs the one girl, uh, uh, he bamfs the one like female alien uh, to like the spot. <laughs> And then she's like, where the hell are we? And he took her far enough away that the tra- we, we weren't hearing the train yet. And then all of a sudden we hear, vroom, and he bamfs away while getting a close-up of this, like, blue devil smile. Oh, yeah. And he, he, definitely had a, he definitely had a devilish smile <laughs> go on. a side shot of her just splat. It's <laughs> like, oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, there is there's good stuff in that movie. That train sequence, honestly, is... is is quite lovely, I gotta say. I the the third act, like the final part of the third act, and this is actually uh, somewhat strong. I think um, it's just the way we, the way we get there. Is, and is and given given that that was the reshoot, it's, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and shout out to I guess that like one island that. Uh, Genosha. Mag- <laughs> Magneto was supposed to was on was yeah as you said. I guess supposedly it's supposed Genosha, Genosha, and supposedly <laughs> that's all the you know the Brotherhood of Mutants and all. I guess yeah, but like basically we get one shot of an island, and I remember thinking, oh fuck, is that Genosha? <laughs> and then uh, Jean Grey's just walking around this island, and everybody's going like, what the hell are you doing here? And then Fassbender floats out, and they're like, oh, Magneto's created like a thing, and they never actually say Genosha. They just kind of like, I guess in the credit, it's just sort of implied. I, I think they imply it. And so, yeah, somebody in the credits, I think, is credited as like Genosian Sentry or something like that. Oh, I, really? I, I remember seeing that in the credits. Um, so I was, I was like, all right, I guess that confirms that. It's, it's definitely making it more official than it yeah, was. That one shot of the island that they had where they were, and then the set, <laughs> the, the two parts of the set that they built were yeah. supposed to be Genosha, I guess. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I still have to laugh at Jennifer Lawrence just, like, absolutely phoning in her, like, two scenes in this movie. She's going, like, yeah. every scene, she's at, like, fucking 12, just chewing the scenery, and then when she dies, you can actually see, like, the, you can actually see, like, the, <laughs> her the smile. Glint. You can see the glint in her eye, even through the, like, CGI makeup and stuff, that she's just like, oh, I'm so fucking happy, like, please, it's release like, me from this uh, pain of Miss, Miss Lawrence, uh, we need you to stop <laughs> smiling right now. <laughs> she's like, I can't! <laughs> it's just yeah. so happy. Oh man. I, I do I do wish the trailers didn't spoil as much as it did. Like it's true, yeah. Uh Mystique dying was fairly obvious from the trailers. Yeah. Um uh Quicksilver getting injured. So like They had to take him do, off the board. They had to take him off the board, but uh showing that yeah. showing that Dark Phoenix could react as fast as Quicksilver, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think needed to be in the trailers. Oh, I didn't see that in the trailers. If I'm being honest, well, I, I thought that that was I thought that that was cool. And they, the problem is they, they made uh, Quicksilver. They made Evan Peters' version of Peter Maximoff. They made him world breaking in, uh, in this, which the speedsters technically are. Like the Flash is 
basically a god in DC, right? Because yeah. he's Quicksilver to the nth degree, where he's just like, like Quicksilver would be doing all that stuff that he does in the X-Men movies where it's like, he's basically a God and flash would look at that and be like, why is he going so slow? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, Jesus, I thought you thought he was supposed to be a speedster. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, I got 12 guys faster than him. And they're all in the fucking teen Titans. Right. <laughs> like, he's just so bad. But like, yeah, they made, they made quicks over the world breaker. So they had to take him off the, off the table. So basically yeah. in the beginning of the second act, she, you know, smashes him into the fucking wall and, uh, at, you know, his full super speed or whatever. And they, you, you saw it, you saw him getting like by the dragged by the team. Uh, and I, like I, I'm going to go back to the yeah. R rating. Yeah. And knowing this is the last movie, like you yeah. literally could have crippled them. There were, pl- yeah, there were plenty of times, but it's just, you, there, there, there weren't spots for it. And we already yeah. mentioned that they're fucking limping to, they're going to limp to their $200 million to get their money back, Rob. And you would have yeah. killed that. You would have killed that for sure. If it was an R, if, if it was an R, because if it's an R rating, Rob, you have to be fucking damn sure you're going to make your, your money. Like, like I, Dead- personally, example, I think right? if you, Deadpool's the example, mm-hmm. I think if you make this an R rating and you know, this is the last installment you just you don't hold anything back. Yeah, you kill I, you kill off more than just. Well, and they started film when they started filming this. I don't. It, I'm pretty sure we didn't know that they like because the the buyout and, hadn't and, been and that could be yet, right? So which yeah, which that that could be which yeah. would be fair enough. Yeah. Um, but like as far as like all right, so Dark Phoenix, she she's cutting loose and uh, you know can't control the power necessarily, and it's like okay, so Mystique died. Uh, anybody else? Nope. No, this bunch of aliens, because nobody like cared. You could still make a good version of this. Like I said, there was gold on the table that they left in this movie. They just yeah. needed one more draft. Um, they would have been like, like you could could have done a good version of this and still have a PG thirteen. Whereas I think uh, sure. Lo- Logan needed to be R. Yes. Because you you needed to see the violence and the pain that that character had been through in order to fully appreciate what happens at the ending of that movie. So doing that in a PG-13 setting just just wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, and Deadpool, same thing. Even, even though I'm not a Deadpool fan, and I think if you are a Deadpool fan, that uh, you are a very limited intelligence. Uh, sh- shots fired by me. Uh, but uh, that character doesn't fucking work in a PG-13 movie. The fuck are we talking oh. about here, right? Like, so, but yeah, I, this movie yeah. I think could work as a, as a PG-13. They just needed one more draft. That's all it was. And even then, it's not the 23% that they're fucking giving it. No, it's it, it really fine. It's a 69. Uh, uh, the, 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 right? Below 60% doesn't make sense to me. No, it's, again, like, like I said earlier, you've got to have... if. Like twenty three percent, that's like the fucking room, right? Like, like what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> like twenty three percent. Get out of here. All right, we're over an hour, so it's probably time for us to get out of here. We've already talked way too long. Um, crossover podcast available at crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossover podcast. Uh, we are on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Uh, five stars only. And as always, please download, but you don't necessarily have to listen to the crossover podcast. Uh I have no idea when we're going to be back because it all depends on whether or not the Raptors can close (laughs) this up. If the Raptors can close this up, and I do believe they will because I think that uh, elicitous circumstances allowed the uh, Golden State Warriors to win that game five. I don't think that they have the bench in order to keep up with the Raptors. So I do believe that the city of Toronto will be getting their, will be getting their championship. They're going to win either game six or game seven. I really believe that. Um, So, at some point, if they win, Craig and I will come on to talk about it. If not, uh, we'll probably take a week off, and then I think we're—I think Spider-Man: Far From Home is like a week or two away. So. Um, oh my God! Is it really? Yeah. Well, it's like uh, I think the second week of July or something. So we're not too. Oh far damn! Off. That's pretty close. Yeah, we're not too far off from Far From Home. I know that fucking, like, Jessica Jones, I think, comes out on Friday. But I am, I, like, I am absolutely unwilling. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like uh, the second. So it's the first week of July. Yeah, July July 2nd. So we're like two weeks away from, uh, the, we're like three weeks away from Spider-Man Far From Home. So we'll have Raptors. I'm, I, I refuse 
to force myself and to force everybody else to watch Jessica Jones season three. So we're, we're, we will not be reviewing the final installment of Marvel's Netflix series, Jessica Jones season three. I'm going to take a pass on that. And, um, yeah, after that, you know, I'm sure we'll have NHL free agency and stuff to talk about with Craig and, uh, uh spider-man far from home plenty of stuff again hopefully the raptors win and uh you know if uh, if we're if we got a dead week maybe we'll try to squeeze in like an old school uh the good the bad the man or uh or uh, maybe a fucking commentary track or something we'll we'll, we'll figure some stuff out just uh, stay there's, tuned there's always a good old-fashioned ranking <laughs> yeah it's always a good old-fashioned ranking we can do um rob thanks for doing this and thanks for being the only one willing to go see uh the dark phoenix doing the bad the, the like Again, I wouldn't call this one bad because, like, the Josh Trey, because you and I did the it, Josh it, it was in the X Men right? franchise. Like, I was gonna see it regardless. Yeah, so, like, all right, what better excuse to go see it opening weekend? Like the Josh Trank Fantastic Four, that was a fucking twenty three, and even then, that's not really a twenty three. That was like a fucking forty five, right? Because again, yeah. it's in focus. You cannot get a twenty three if the movie is in focus. Period. Right? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense. All right. Uh, so uh, we'll get out of here. Uh, take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.